baby, this week on the pod, we have the one, the only, the incredible Tia Coffee. And she's the only queen that I think would ever actually talk back to RuPaul. <laughs> this was a really fun time to talk about season two. I uh, uh, I wasn't planning on talking about it so much, but then when we started talking, it my brain flooded with memories. I had so much fun watching season two of Drag Race UK. It was literally the best season of Drag Race I have ever seen. Yes. And a uh, little insider dish here. While we were talking, she had a photo of Cheryl Hole on the screen behind her on the Zoom call. And I really appreciated that. So I did too. She <laughs> said, I'm going to come in with jokes too, you fags. Shout out to Tia Coffee. And also remember, we are still in launch week over here on Mom. So if you haven't checked out, want to be on top this week with Shea Coulee, this whole week she has had Raja on the show. And there are some behind the scenes tea girls she tells. Raja tells a story about painting Iman and Tyra Banks in the same day. Can I ask a question about that? Is that show for only tops or can bottoms listen as well? It's for everybody to listen, baby. Okay. Forever. Dog. When first choice is a big old bus. You turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppyseconds.pod at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds, you stupid little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you stupid little fucks? I hope you all got your microchips. I'm Big Dipper and that's me, Paul. Welcome back to Sloppy Seconds <laughs> with Big Dipper and me, Paul. Why do you always say that you're me? I'm not here to talk about that. Today, I'm here to talk to you about Helix mattresses. <laughs> what I love about it. <laughs> you're already ready to do an ad no i'm um i'm sorry i'm t- last night was our night where we did the big dipper dating show and oh yeah I pull back the curtain pull back the curtain we record these a little bit early we do we do we do <laughs> and i'm so hungover. i don't know what i was thinking during the show i started drinking like i was an alcoholic again and i um I drank a full bottle of rosé during the show is that a normal amount of booze to drink no it's a I lot think- I think I think a full bottle is a lot. I for me that's a lot. If it was tequila, I probably would have had like I I don't know a normal amount. But because it was rosé and I was mixing it with like pomegranate juice and stuff, I was like, oh, this is fun. And then I drank one full bottle. And then Drag Race was on, and it was that Zoom reunion thing with the music Zoom videos. Reunion. And um, I don't think that so then I was I didn't know what to do because Michael wasn't home and it was just me and Deb and so I drank another bottle of rosé. Two bottles? I drank two bottles of rosé and you know the worst part is that I seven bottles of rosé on the there's wall. just no, a no. bottle just right here next to me I didn't even no. throw it out yet as a no. reminder to never do it again. Well, speaking of uh, uh, drinking, I don't know. I don't even know if our guest drinks, but I. <laughs> I'm very excited. We have an international guest on the show today. Oh, you know I like it overseas. Yeah, and specifically from an area you like to travel to. From yes, season baby. two of Drag Race UK, the pick-me-up you need when you're looking for a little joke. Oh, God. Oh, wow. That was me trying to say <laughs> a joke. When you're looking for a little jolt, you turn to... Tia Coffee! Get it? Yeah! Yeah! Oh, I, I cheered no. myself! Yeah. You should yeah, cheer yourself! You should. <laughs> How are you, Tia? L-U-C-K-Y. I'm great! How are you? <laughs> She's lucky, honey. I'm good. Lucky to be alive. 
Did you love that RuPaul was like, the question remains? Oh my God. I, uh, yeah, loved it until she was like, the question no longer remains. Bye. Like, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, yeah. But I will say that your exit was perfect where you were like, are you sure? I, my schedule I'll give is you clear. one more time. I'll get do it again. I was like, <laughs> yes. No one has ever pleaded before. It, it, do you know what? It's not even a plead. If you don't ask, you don't get. So I was like, <laughs> let's, let's double check the situation. Otherwise, she might have made a mistake. Who knows? She That's, I live by that. You're not going to hear a no unless you ask. Exactly. That's true. That's true. You also won't hear a yes either. You got to ask. True story. How are both of you? Are you well? No, we're interviewing you. How are you? Are you doing wow, well? I spin see you're it around. A tea. Hello, vibes. <laughs> she, this is her audition for her own podcast. She's like, <laughs> and how are you doing? <laughs> how no, are you? How's everything year, right? in, in the UK right now? Oh my god. All, all that I'm experiencing right now is like I don't know what's happened to the pollen count, but I'm about to sneeze at every thirty seconds. Like oh. the sun came out <laughs> for five whole seconds, and now I'm like at you. Like it's a whole moment. At you. That's kind of a cool drag name. At you. At, at you. There's a queen. Yeah. There's a queen. She no longer goes by this name, but she used to go by the name Aju, which is oh, like a, yeah. a food, right? Like a isn't it's isn't a dipping a, sauce? Yes, exactly. So I love maybe it. she was saucy. Yeah. What Ooh. if what if a, there was a drag team named Achu and her uh, catchphrase was like one of those sneezes that was like Achoo! <laughs> no, Meatball, you don't like my artistry. No, that's, oh, okay. that's fine. That's fine. It sounds fancy though. Um, I like she that. is. She's a San Francisco doll now. She goes by Adriana Roy. Um, right. So. So season two was such a psychotic thing that happened in the world for Drag Race UK because true. I mean, let let us count the ways. Um, amazing cast <laughs> uh, uh, aired at the same time as at thirteen, which I think is, is going to start a trend with drag oh, races yeah. airing overlapping international and U.S. franchises. You took oh, a seven month break for COVID in the middle of it. You have yep. some of the most iconic like songs and music to come out of it. And <laughs> in the world of internet criticism and memes and, and, and tweets, everyone is talking about how your season has been the best season yeah. in a long time. Yeah. So there are all of those things swirling. Uh, what's your life like post-airing of Drag Race UK? Yeah. Well, what everyone's saying it's the best season ever. I just want to say I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not at all. It's been absolutely crazy. Like it's mad to be airing up against a US season because you have to bear in mind, like for us over in the UK, like y'all started this thing. Like yeah. to us, we're watching the US season, being like, "That's that's the one." Do you know what I mean? Right. So to be like, but now everyone's same- watching the UK one, being like, "This is the one," because it's it's literally so good. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. I don't know. I'm too socially awkward to deal with all of this stuff, like, correctly. <laughs> Why do you think? I mean, I for me, I think it's because, like, like you and most of the queens that are on the UK one, you're just all, like, funnier. There's, like, a sense of, like... <laughs> you gave you such guys, good when talking you, heads. Yes, you're talking heads. Like, you, I wanted you to stay the narrator of the show for the totally. whole season. You were so funny. Oh, my God, same. <laughs> did you study theater or did you do comedy? Or is that just, like, something that you progressed and learned doing more of doing drag 
I studied philosophy. Like I'm literally like just such an awkward person that all that happens is I say the things that are in my head and for some reason it like made it into the show <laughs> I don't know what happened like it was some some like serendipity like magical bullshit that just like happened and it worked out I think I think the difference is we have not had it over here for long enough to for it to be sort of um like handed down in a way like we're all still completely guessing so everyone's going in there just being like well I don't know what this is so like I have no preconceptions whatsoever well and that's so weird because the show is no longer guessing the 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 production and the way that they do the show they know exactly what they're doing it because they've been doing it you know a decade or whatever um longer uh, so that's a really cool dynamic that like there isn't a culture yet of like oh there's 150 queens from London from you know from from <laughs> Glasgow who have been on the show it's like there's only a small group who did you know from season one I am friends with something wrong vinegar strokes bag of chips I knew of the Vivian Davina um Cheryl particularly i'd heard of crystal so what i'm saying is the entire cast yeah except exactly. Eddie. <laughs> you're like i just <laughs> didn't know blue yeah <laughs> oh no i knew blue as well oh okay <laughs> so yeah so the entire cast <laughs> scaredy was fully the anomaly of that season because people were like who are you like where did you come from <laughs> and literally when scaredy was like scaredy's exit line i Right, Scaredy is fully slept on. That exit line was the most iconic thing that's ever happened on the show. Turning around and saying, not bad for a first gig. Bitch, that was literally Scaredy's first ever performance in drag. Like, icon. That Shade, is so icon. wild. That's so crazy that that can happen. Yeah, yeah, that is such an interesting conversation, you know, because a lot of people over here talk the queen there's a conversation with the queens that are like oh do they deserve to be cast on the mm. show oh do, have they earned it that kind of thing and what people you know and i think a lot of the a lot of the sort of queens who have stood the test of time uh had a career before drag race go on drag race their career gets bigger and then they continue in their own path they sort of always talk about you know are you a fan of drag are you a fan of Drag Race or are you a fan of both? And I think, you know, mm. people have to remember that people who it is their first gig will get cast on a reality television show because it'll make for good TV. And it yeah. did. It, it served its exact purpose. Scaredy was funny on that episode. Everyone was like, who is this person in the promos? Great exit line, the whole deal. But like, it is kind of wild to be like, oh, you're on the biggest drag platform ever. And that's your first gig. Literally ever, like the Scaredy's first ever time watching a drag performance was vinegar lip syncing against Gothy Kendall. That's mad. <laughs> like that's crazy. Also, yeah, wasn't that Gothy Kendall's first time ever lip syncing? Well, by the looks of the runway, it might have been Gothy's first time in heels for all ah! I know. But like, oh, she I did think... to drag the dolls. Now let's talk oh, about no. your runways. <laughs> yeah, let's that. talk. My runways were all high fashion couture and no one understood them apart from me. That's the tea. No, oh, they were all okay. terrible. <laughs> they were all terrible. It's fine. What, <laughs> was, what was preparing preparing for the runway like? Because I can uh, the, only imagine it's stressful. It's the most hideous experience I've ever had because <laughs> like here in the UK, like it's, I, I, well, I don't know what it's like in, in the US. I'm making assumptions, but like there's no one that you turn to who you're like, 
you're good at making an outfit for drag race mm-hmm. right. or like unless you're like a fashion queen like taste or a horror a horror who actually does sew it herself right. like or or lawrence or ellie who sews themselves like there's it's almost like there's no lineage of people to turn to exactly so i went to like the one person that i knew who had sewn stuff for television before turns out it's mostly like period frock coats and like victorian gals so <laughs> oh but you didn't wear well, that you didn't, you didn't wear that kind of look on the road no, i'm just kidding but like you just sort of like turn to where you can and i think like that's the thing that's slightly shifting is like now that we've got into season three there are new people that people know that they can be introduced to and yeah. stuff like that so like we're sort of creating that dynamic because we don't even have like a pageant system here so like it's a completely different world and I would say that uh, I think a lot of, like, if you look at the early seasons of the U.S. drag race, there was no, like, de- like now you can count five designers that are going to be on every single episode of U.S. drag race because yeah. there have been enough episodes and they have been trusted enough to do it. Y'all didn't have that opportunity and y'all weren't going out. I, I In my opinion, y'all didn't know exactly who like you were saying to order from or to buy from or to get but now that y'all are tagging these designers and now that a whore has been on the show i'm sure she's going to start making stuff for the girls and mm-hmm. i'm sure ellie's going to start making stuff like it's going to be it creates its own ecosystem and its own business right exactly like we we can't forget season one rebecca glasscock walked in a pair of jeans it was a different world <laughs> It was world. a different world. <laughs> Do you remember? I you remember only... Shangela standing there being like, I look like Jada Pinkett Smith in just like a blouse and denim in a fucking store. And she was like, you couldn't clock me. And I was like, oh no. Okay, so here is the, like, uh, okay, so in this podcasting world, I now, you know, I get to work with Delta Work and Raja. And like, when we talked about season three, on Race Chaser, Will and Alaska were like, you can spot the pros. Because on season three, they had to go to that Goodwill in the daytime. And, and she goes, they, they were talking about it and they were like, you can spot the pros because they're all wearing sunglasses. When they said daytime and like, look, look, realness. Yeah. The, the, these divas were like, girl, I'm wearing a bang and sunglasses, <laughs> earrings that come around the side, a big bag I can hold up over my face. That shit is so funny to me. Um, I loved your two-in-one runway look. That, to me, <gasps> was so great. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Because like, I got ripped apart for that moment. I know, I, but I That didn't make it. any sense to me, because I loved it, too. I thought the reveal was incredible, and it was so funny that you had this, like, muscle suit on underneath it. Right? I thought it was hilarious. Like, <laughs> I, fully, I fully came at all my runways with, like, my own sense of humor and we were told for that runway obviously it's a reveal so right. i was like that means it comes off quick and there's a second different outfit right whereas fast forward to the actual runway and everyone's taking half an hour to take their first outfit off and i was like <laughs> well if i'd known i would have taken my time um no i i ripped that off and it was a second um a second horrible outfit underneath but no. like uh, it was I I was into it. I felt like it was a commentary on like mask for mask culture. And I was like, discard that and be your femme self, live your truth. And that was the message I wanted to put out. 
the message was not wear um wear a terrible version of the salsa dancing lady emoji oh. dress. Like not. <laughs> oh to my god. Lady emoji. I, I, I. Well, so, um, yeah. <laughs> so in in the middle of the se- oh, uh, it, it, uh, in the middle of the season, y'all took like a seventh month break. What? did you do and i were you allowed to take back costumes and like zhuzh them up or because i know it seemed like a lot of the girls were doing a lot of stuff and you came back and said i kept my hair the same for continuity i did we were told to um i long so were you like recreating costumes or were you thinking ahead like okay when this comes back i need to do this or was it like you were just like, I have the shit there. Yeah. I'll wait. So we were allowed to like um zhuzh up the costumes, but like the thing is, like during that time, obviously it's difficult for everyone. But for me personally, my full-time job is drag. That is all I do. And during that seven months, there were no bars open, there was mm-hmm. no work available, there was literally nothing I, I could do. So like financially, there was no way for me to be able to pay any money because I mean we all saw my sewing challenge so I wasn't about to sew new runways for myself with that lack of talent so like there was no one that I could pay money to like sort of uh, create new things so like the struggle was so real like all I could really do was like glue rhinestones on the things that I already have and like make it shorter or like sort of zhuzh it up the best that I possibly could let's talk about the ice cream call uh, <laughs> let's talk about her. Yeah. Where did she originate from? A costume shop? She, no, she was made. Really? A man. Yes. That was Get a this man on the phone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How do you feel we about it? I'm not, try, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to like, you, you know, I, dig I, into I'm a wound. Say I'm go- but here's what you I'm going to say. Being is too much? You've been dragging her from the very beginning not of this. Not really. I feel Wait, like she's leaning into up. it with her humor. Every minute you're just like, when your costume sucked on this no, runway and your costume is awful over here. Here's the thing. Fuck your ice cream. Meatball and I went on a show. Our friend Mono hosts a show called Drag Her. And we did the, mm. didn't we do Meet the Queens for Drag Race UK? Yes, we did. And who was my pick to win? You, Tia Coffee. Tia Coffee. <gasps> so oh my God, I, same. when we, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I loved your promo look. I loved your Meet the Queens interview. Yes. I loved your talking head. I to me, you're you're just so funny. You're such a funny entertainer. You're so quick. You can send. You know, it's like you're so great. And I love that. And to me, it was just a fun, it's like, it's a funny narrative to be like, you're so great. And then the judges are like, what do you have on your body? And the way you reacted, it was so clear that you, you were sort of like, yeah, I know I'm trying over here. I loved that. It was, it was actually inspiring to see that attitude. Cause you know, I think so many people walk back to the workroom and completely break down or beat themselves up or cry or whatever. And you're like, but this is what I have to wear. So I'm wearing it. That's why I want to talk. I mean, about what that. can you possibly do? Right. Like that, that's the, the whole thing of the situation is like you, you go into it. Like I watched the first season and I was like, do you know what? Bag of, bag of chips got to the end wearing an upside down umbrella with a rubber duck in it, which made yes. no sense. But it was camp. Right. So I was like, I'm going to go in there. Do me. I think they're sort of like leaning into the whole UK drag vibe. So like I'll do like what what I feel like is camp and stupid and fun and just be like stupid because 
I think it's fun. Like I know that people walk down the runway sort of like looking high fashion and looking couture, but I was like, no one's going to walk down the runway dressed as an ice cream cone and then do a roly-poly and a lipstick. Like, that's just camp. <laughs> it was um, camp. It was. I also <laughs> love how y'all use the word camp over there because we, 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 you use it so regularly. And I yeah. think it's more of a niche word over here. Like, oh, was that camp really? or is it campy? And you all use it like, oh, that's camp. Let's do that. Yeah, that's going to be a camp night. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a camp that. time. Me too. It's like, it's such a positive word over here because like our, like the drag tradition is so like entrenched. Like it stretches back to like Victorian times and all of that kind of shit. So like the whole idea of like being camp and whatever is it's just such a positive like oh my god you're so camp love that like yeah I love it's that. a yeah. joyful word <laughs> I, I feel like that's why i love uk drag so much because over over in the united states i feel like a lot of drag is entrenched and it began with like female impersonation and that's mm. like, and the ball scene was like about trying to be as real as possible. But over there, it's like it. You're not as concerned about it. You're more concerned about putting on a good show and having a good time. Did you? Do yeah. you feel like I don't know if you could do the international drag? Would you try to like upgrade and like do a little bit more, like lean more U.S. drag, or would you stay like true to yourself? Oh no! If, if there was another uh, opportunity for me to get there. I would absolutely spend uh, everything and all of the effort and time to make sure that I wore something nice. And then I'd stand there and be like, look, I'm wearing clothes. Um, and I was at the judges. Well, they- well <laughs> you looked incredible in the final episode when you came out in that. As Rue. Uh, that look was sickening. I mean, we've got to keep it hilarious. Like she turned around to me and was like if you had my team of 50, you'd look like me. So I was like, <laughs> little do you know that I have several days to put together a bad room impression and I will be wearing it. No, it was amazing. Um, and, it was good. I love it. And when she, yeah, when she was like, look at your body. You could wear anything. Look at you. Look at you. Like, it was like, she she loved you. I know. And she said, like, you could wear anything. And I was like stood there being like i am wearing anything what's your point like, <laughs> you're like i'm wearing an ice cream what I'm do you confused. want from me? <laughs> yeah like it, that was the thing that was really confusing to me is that my critique was like you could wear anything you want and i was like i kind of am wearing what i want so like i don't understand what i can like you just want me to wear something different which i can do and i i uh given the opportunity uh, to face them once again, I will do. Oh. But, um, <laughs> you know, you've got to switch it up. I've, I've been critiqued, like, so I, I do feel the need, like, if if I ever saw, like, Michelle Visage Galliway, I'd run off and change and come back and be like, do you like it now, Michelle? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just, like, that thing, like, it's almost like a, not like a point to prove, but, like, it's a way to sort of take the the critique that they've given and and interpret it in my own way because I can yeah. still I feel very strongly that I can still deliver that camp and everything that I want and also the elements that they want me to introduce which is like uh, like the hips and legs and all of that kind of thing yeah we love body so I just parts. like to show them that 
Hips and legs. Yeah. Hey, Hips and legs, we're gonna, baby. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about your music video. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of make, pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. And I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is oh, like, yeah. you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next box that's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next box while your subscription is active that's a sleigh, baby. Okay, okay, we are back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> what a break. And we're, what? I know, so long. What'd you do? do? Okay, we're going to talk about your wonderful music <laughs> video, which I enjoyed very much so. With, On I'm the outside I'm about to say something very hey. rude, but numerous times I've had to Google who won season one of UK Drag Race. I constantly forget that the Vivian was there. But you did a music video with Veronica Green and the Vivian. How was it working with such iconic queens? My appearance in the Vivian's music video was like a gorgeous moment. <laughs> sort of there, I was like a little, um, sort of like backing backing dance a moment to the queen of season one uh and it was calm because i i looked at it and i was like for you you look gorge i was, I was really proud of that and then i was i i also 
also made a cameo in Veronica's video. And it's a very, it's a brief split second out of drag moment where I hand her her microphone as she takes to the stage and belts out the chorus of her song, Stars, available now to stream on Spotify and iTunes. Why? Because I'm a supportive queen of my sister's <laughs> music career. Um, and uh, it was like like a gorgeous little moment because like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get the competitive nature when it comes to these things. I'm like, oh, you want someone to be in that video? I'm, I'll do it. You want someone for that one? I'm free. But then strangely, when it came time to shoot your music video outside in, you didn't include a single other person, just yourself. Thoughts? Oh, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've got to have priorities, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, that music video is so cool. And talk about fashions. You're yes, wearing you all of these looks. You're giving them body. You're giving them hips. All those body parts we talked about. You're wearing that wig from the um, from your promo. <laughs> Did you feel like you oh, had something it, to prove with that video? Um, no. Like I spoke to some people and like pulled in some looks for it, and they were mostly coats. And I was like, oh, <laughs> these look cool. And then everyone's like, oh my god, you're serving fashion. And I was like, this was less effort than most of my runways it's, it's very confusing to me fashion is very confusing i wore a trench coat and everyone was like fierce mama and i was like but work, i found grindstone this out <laughs> yeah exactly yes hunty work yes oh mama and then like yeah it's very confusing to me but um no i had a great time sort of putting that together and it was like it was a prime opportunity for me to like actually use the like my own creative skills because I like edited the video myself. Oh, and, like, you did all of that kind of thing. Oh yes, yes. She knows how to use Premiere Pro. <gasps> um, it's like, oh, I mean, the video is fantastic. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, thank you. It's just super fun. Like that's that's those are the things that like you can't sort of um test for I guess on the show so like right. being called basic was a massive surprise to me because I was like but, but but I can do lots of things what are you oh, talking about yeah. so it's really nice to like come out into the real world and like be like oh these are the things that I know how to do and sort of present it and be like writing and singing and all of that kind of stuff so it's just like exciting to have the the platform and the opportunity and that's you- so amazing you are in a girl group? Of sorts, yeah. The, the Vixens. Wait, say it again. The Vixens. Like like the Vixen, but the Vixens. Yeah, <laughs> and who Good else explanation. Is in, and who else is in this group? Um, so two other queens called Pixie Polite and Woe Adams. Um, yet <laughs> to make their appearance on Drag Race UK, but I believe in them. Um, but um yeah, we're like a three-piece like drag group and we sort of do um like live singing and choreography and that kind of thing. Like um like a smart price Stephanie's child. What, <laughs> what do you mean smart price? That means cheaper? Oh, discount. Like, yeah, like okay. discount. Yeah. <laughs> Own brand. So, <laughs> like, so smart and the final, non-luxury. Baby. Smart and final, smart yeah. and final. Wait, uh, <laughs> so what are some of your like go-to songs in the girl group? Like, do you all do covers? Oh yeah, totally. So we uh like a bit of bang bang, like Ariana Grande, Jesse J. Nikki Who does Minaj. the Nikki? Who does the Who's Nikki? Jesse J though. I so I do Miss Jessica Helen J. Um and Pixie <laughs> Polite does the Nicki Minaj rap. Um 
And then, yeah, we do lots of, like, UK girl group songs. So, like, I don't know if you know, like, Girls Aloud. I do yeah. know Girls Aloud. Mix, I assume we know. Yeah, yeah. just okay. the touch of your love. <laughs> Me being really patronizing. Like, have you heard of the Spice Girls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you were there when m was a guest judge, right? Absolutely. Lame. Was that incredible? Because M and E K has written basically all the bops that come out of the United Kingdom. <laughs> oh, M and E K was there, and I fully was like, I need to like serve on this microphone at this moment in time. Let it be. Let it be known that M and E K told me that I absolutely smashed it on the vocals, and then oh, like, yeah, okay. to, but let's let's just like let's have a moment for that. But um, it was like an amazing experience to have someone so like iconic and talented. Um, and just like, also like personally, because from a, a visibility perspective and things like that, like Emanike as someone who like, like me also has Nigerian heritage. Uh, oh my God. Queer Nigerians up on this stage here at UK Drag Race. Like, <laughs> yes. why not? it was like amazing. Now, Mipo, so what is that Jesse J song where she says no Do you know Bailey Mills? Bailey yes. Mills. Are you friends with her? <laughs> uh, not, not like directly, but we're both okay. in the same country. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Well, okay, I just assume that all of the people. Drag let me ask you an American certain... person to see if you know. I probably uh... do. Um, no, I just because UK drag, it's a, it's not a smaller scene, but y'all are also much closer together. I figured that there's like more of an instance that you probably run into more people. Like, how many people from your season did you already know before you got there? Oh my goodness! Like, I knew basically all of the names. In terms of like personal connections, like Tace and I ran into each other a lot. Um, you hit her? <laughs> no. People, uh, real, real story. Uh, like on several occasions, people have asked me if I was Tace, and I was like, no, Tace is pretty. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, then, um, <laughs> um, I knew, like, yeah, no, all of them. Like, I'd heard of Bimini because she won Missing the Pink. Estina, I knew Veronica and I have actually worked together on a few occasions before the show. Um, Ginny Lemon is like iconic. I think I might have actually judged Ginny in a competition before. Joe Black is like absolutely legendary. Mm-hmm. Like every single person there, I think I'd heard of at some point. People talk, everyone was sort of, you know, the internet was all, uh, all ablaze with talk of. Joe Black is iconic. Joe Black created Elaine. Joe Black is this. Joe Black is legendary. What a shame that Joe Black went home first. But what about, like, to me, the queens that I felt like I really didn't get to know were Estina and Cherry Valentine. What mm-hmm. are their, like, you know, things in the world? You know what I mean? Like, wh- what lane do they occupy? Well, I think Estina sort of conveyed her... Um her vibe like quite strongly but like <clears throat> I actually knew of Estina from uh, a BBC documentary about sort of like the ballroom scene in the UK oh. so Estina performs in like our equivalent or I guess I- I'm not too familiar with the history of how it works in the UK but I think it's sort of like an imported culture from the US of like having our own sort of ballroom scene not sure don't cancel me I don't know that that's a fact please Google it but <laughs> please like cancel me though 
Yeah. Meatball needs <laughs> Meatball's credit card is canceled. <laughs> but um, as soon as like the full like Vogue, like there's there's a, a video of Estina like on uh, their Instagram where she like goes up a flight of stairs and jumps off down a pole into the splits, like from like the sec- like the absolute dancing diva, which is why my reaction to winning that lip sync was was genuine and a full minute and a half of silence while I just stood there and looked at Rue with my mouth wide open being oh, like oh wow you you have said the incorrect name i think you mean astina is saying <laughs> oh are my you, gosh are you okay rupaul um so like that was like astina's literally an incredible performer like absolutely amazing um cherry i've never uh seen perform myself but they've just released a song and like there the song is called aesthetic and that really sums it up i think like yeah. cherry yeah. looks sort of like dark um uh, uh yeah she's sort of like filth glamour uh dragula energy oh, should we oh. say. Uh, i'm not gonna lie when and, i saw her she did look like the big one to me or maybe the little one. i don't I can't tell them <laughs> apart but she looked like one of them <laughs> Now, can I ask one you... or both of the boulets? Right, yeah. exactly. Can I ask you a question that, you know, I don't know. Why did Sister Sister's edit make her look so unlikable? Yeah. Because it seemed like in the room, everyone was like, our sister, yeah, and like talking and like just regular. No one was like, she's the villain. But I feel like we all, based on the edit, were like, what is going on? Why is she even still here? Which is like, that's an intense <laughs> thought to have. that was like absolutely mad to me because like sister was really supportive and that was like a person that I had sort of um off camera conversations with to be like this is difficult help Um, and sister (laughs) was so so supportive of like because there are so many things that you don't sort of think about like before you get into the room and then you get there and you're like oh there are there are stereotypes and things that can happen that I'm very fearful of as like a person of color in the situation mm. so like I don't know what's going on anymore and sister was like there's obviously no way that you're going to come across as as um you know what what might be construed as a stereotype and things like that um I think I phrased that really poorly what I mean is like people can be very fearful of like an angry black person edit and yes. I was very fearful but I Got was like it. well because hang on I'm getting throwing in my shade yeah because yeah. a couple times you threw some real shade and I, and and I if I was in that situation I'd be like please don't make me look like a bad person but because it was I funny said joke. <laughs> yeah but yeah you have the ability to say things shady and it would be actually hilarious but, <laughs> but when she but they like took the dryness out of her humor and yeah. it just sounded like she was being a bitch the whole and time. And then they would, a lot of times they would just cut to her in those new teeth and she would just be smiling and they would make it seem evil with like a music yeah! sting. And I was like, she's clearly it's just bad. being funny. But that was the thing, like sister was someone who supported me and was like, well, no, that's not, that isn't something that's going to happen for you because your intentions are pure and whatever. Um, and was really, really supportive to every single person in that room. There was not a single one of us who would have expected um, anyone to receive Sister poorly. I think it was just the few times when Sister sort of cropped up, um, it kind of came across like she was blaming someone else 
for her faults. And I think that mm-hmm. maybe rubbed people up the wrong way. But also when you're in that kind of scenario, it does kind of <laughs> not like people are listening at all times. So I think sometimes you think if I say this enough, it becomes true, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like, so I, I don't know whether that was her intention, but sisters, honestly, so incredible, so amazing, so down to earth, so likable. And the the amount of um hate that sister received, no one should receive because there are like actual bad people in this world girl, who do bad girl, things to yeah, others. Is the thing but right I there. do have one question to ask. While mm. you were on set before the seventh month break, could, where was um a horror's French fry costume located and did you see <gasps> oh, it? Oh yeah. I <clears throat> can't speak for everyone, but <laughs> I did not know that that was what a horror was going to wear for that runway. I think people have this like conception that we're, we're all in the same room, so you know what everyone else has got with them. Mm-hmm. But um, I was too busy being full of anxiety to pay attention <laughs> to what anyone else had. So like. I knew what I had. I knew what Veronica had and everything else was just white noise because I had no idea like what else was going on in the room (laughs) most of the time. So um, I know that sister did have something different. And as sister said, like um, she was lucky enough to have her uh, daytime job money and then spent the money on better costumes. (laughs) And um, that was great. Meanwhile, elsewhere, I turned up with an ice cream gun. So, you know. <laughs> but it did have rhinestones on it. We did all see the rhinestones. We know that you rhinestone that ice cream cone. Thank and you. There were at when, least three rhinestones on that ice cream cone. <laughs> and when you came walking out in it, I immediately recognized it as an ice cream cone. I know others had some qualms, but I knew. You knew. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back. With some fuck talk. <laughs> we are back uh with tia coffee we know you like singing we know you're in a girl group what is your favorite musical My favorite musical is Six the Musical. It's amazing. It's about the six uh, lives of Henry VIII. It's the best musical of all time. Uh, everyone should watch it. It's incredible, legendary, hands down. The music from it is very good. But have you heard of Wicked? I, I am familiar with Wicked. It's about a green uh, lady. Yes, and Veronica Green apparently auditioned for it 15 times. Yes. Did she get the part? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> wait but can we talk briefly about your season two promo in the like dressing room club with the goats and the horse oh and the, yeah what was that it like thing filming was that cool. yeah it was weird to do because like the goats and the horse were all there <laughs> like they were just just us in like a dressing room and they were like okay we're ready for you and there were puppies <laughs> why um it looked amazing though it we looks so like cool a- it looks so cool i was just like oh yes drag queens and animals two things that you never want to work with what? literally <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, 
I would I would say it wasn't in entirely balanced in terms of everyone's green time. I <gasps> don't know if I don't know if anyone saw Ginny Lemon's tweets about it, but um, <laughs> oh, we it did. <laughs> we did. Um, but yeah, no, it was really fun to film. Um, and I was dressed as a teacup, and it was really cold because I wasn't wearing any other clothes. <laughs> I loved your teacup, big yeah. structured teacup. Wait, what? What? What's the like? The director say to the group of you, like, our vision is this, and we're gonna do this. Like, what? What were the words they used to describe that? Because that it was such a specific. It was sort of like a slightly dated, but it, it was a dressing room in a hallway, and then a, in a club, but then also animals. Like, what? What did they say the concept was? So the concept was love yourself, which I'm huh? sure came across uh, very strongly. Yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> that's what I got. But the director of it um, uh, directs like directed like Lizzo's music videos and stuff. It so was fucking was, like, gorgeous and it looked amazing. It amazing. I'm just curious what the words were used. You know, it's I'd like, love to see a storyboard. The of treatment, that. right? Because yeah. <laughs> the season one promo, it was clearly they're like, we're gonna take the piss out of like. Um, a couple different things, but it was like a yeah. UK sitcom, but it was also slightly reminiscent of the Queen music video because, like, coming down the stairs and like a drag queen, you know, like there were a and then they were like cultural open references. Open up that squirrel wig, and there's another squirrel inside, right? <laughs> and then, and then the, the thing's gonna flip around, and there's gonna be a DJ, and then Cheryl's gonna float in the air and do a death drop. So they were like mixing all these things, and I thought your promo was like equally as visually stunning. Yeah. I'm just like. What yeah. are the, what's the how do you write out the concept for that? Or was it or was it more just like they were like, come dressed in like your favorite drag and we're gonna throw some shit at you? So they like all of our looks, we sort of like sent them the sketches and stuff before. So they were all approved. And there were like certain lines that we all had to deliver, and like not all of them made it in. So for mine and Ellie's scene, um <laughs> like for some reason, Ellie walked up to the camera and she went. Um, I know a thirst trap when I see one. And then I had to like flip my hair and go, wanna sip? That did not make the final <laughs> edit. <And then, laughs> wanna wanna sip? sip dressed as a teacup? That's <laughs> so good. I live for and that. Then, and then at one point they were like, Ellie, just have fun. Why don't you just make up your own line? And I was like, oh no, not Ellie improvising. I know how this goes. So Ellie walked up to the camera and just went, tea or coffee? I'd rather have a vodka. And everyone was like, no, let's right. go back to the original lines. That's not, that's oh, not the vibe. I was like, hey, I Cam, said. Cam. Yeah, I thought it was Cam. Cam, Cam. Cam. yeah. I thought it was Cam. <laughs> I thought it was, Cam. <laughs> I thought it was lovely. Um, oh my gosh. This has been so great talking to you. So we are going to move into our final segment of the show, which is called Fuck talk. This is a sound. Oh, I did. A, I did a sound effect. I'm you sure did. It. it was in the moment. An international air horn. That's what they call those. <laughs> Um, this is a segment of the show where if you have a weird or uncomfortable sex story that you would like to tell us about a previous or past uh, experience, you can. And normally we start with Dipper because he's done a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> I've done and a if lot. You, and if you're uncomfortable talking about your sex life, we do have phone calls from our listeners. Oh, gorgeous. Do you, are you, are you like a very open sexual person or do you feel like that's private time behind closed doors? I always think that I'm really like open and adventurous. And then I realized that I was like 
raised as like a Victorian chimney sweep and that I've like <laughs> been so limited on like my own experiences. So in my head, I'm like, one time I gave someone a hand job and everyone's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like live a little. Like well, I, I think I'm like crazy and that it's just like not. It's just a hand job. I think we should revisit hand jobs. Honestly, I think we should revisit oh, yeah. hand jobs. They're so They're fun. Calm. They're, They're so great. calm. They're so camp. Can you imagine my hand, your dick, and then you come? How amazing. <laughs> I, right. okay, one time I gave this guy a hand job, and it was one of my, back in the early days of giving hand jobs. And I was like holding was... his dick like this. Like so a taco. Imagine, imagine, yeah, if people have a taco. And I so you had your a... thumb on the bottom, four fingers on the top, but there was space. No, 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 no. I was reaching across right, so it was thumb on top, four fingers across the bottom. But the oh, dick no, was not rested. Somehow. It wasn't in. It wasn't no. in the crook of your. It was no, just the tip of the fingers. Imagine my fingertips touching the bottom, like vein portion, <laughs> yeah. and then the top just on the, the frenulum. center. So I wasn't giving oh, full grip, and um, I was just kind of <laughs> moving the skin back and forth, and it was not uncircumcised. It was cut. Wait, yeah, it was. And a he was like, "Ow!" No, and he goes, "It's not a fucking taco." <laughs> I was like, ah! But you were ah! like, "Can we get tacos?" No, yeah, and I was like, "When this is over, I want some sour cream, honey." Um, <laughs> so sour cream. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hand jobs. I I like the idea of hand jobs because I feel like they're the easiest thing to to sort of get away with in public. Yeah. But oh, maybe I just like a grope. I, yeah, I think you just like the gropey grope because then eventually, like, it's got to get wet somehow, and I don't like just spitting in my hand. Yeah, <laughs> I just I always think it's fun when you're like when you ha- you have a sexual relationship with a person, you're like we fucked now we're going out to the club or we're together so i know we have sex or whatever that in a public place you can do like a real intense grope like that you're both on the same page about it sounds really like aggressive when i say but it's like Mm. you both like it so you're down to do it like i've had experiences with people where it's like we'll be out at the bar and i'll like pull up next to them they're ordering a drink and i'll fully reach my hand inside of their pants and like grab their dick and balls because it's part of the way we're interacting that is assault but we, you oh. know, that they like it. <laughs> Poor it's Tia. gorgeous. I, I can't wait to meet you in person. Reach on in, babes. Reach on in. Reach oh on in. Oh my goodness! All right. <laughs> what well, kind I, of what kind of people do you like to have sex with? Um, people like all of them. Just like, all the types of people. Now, have you found the, post being on television the? Uh, your Instagram oh, inbox maybe a little hornier. <laughs> Speaking of the thirst trap, <laughs> I mean it's definitely improved, but also we've we haven't really left the house much, yeah, so right. the opportunity has been minimal. But honestly, as soon as this lockdown is over, I will be out and about living my best life, and it's going to be gorgeous. Yeah, so, so that's gorgeous. amazing. Do well, you want to? I want to play this. You sent me a handful of voicemails here, Meatball, but one that is intriguing to me is the incest one. Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> My sister play. contacted you. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to listen to it because I All think right. it's a funny one. It might be a little bit of a long one. 
Hey, I'm going to try to keep this short because I know how you all love a long story. Um, so I was in college and talking to this guy on Grinder for a little bit. Ended up going to his place um, and I just blew him. Uh, fun dick, fun hot guy, cute dog. Um, never talked to him again. And then two days after I did that, talked to this other really hot guy on Grinder. I think it was like finals week, so I was horny. Um, talking to this other guy on Grinder. And we're talking, we've, assume, like, we, we're going, we make plans to hook up. And then he goes, uh, I'm pretty sure you blew my brother the other day because he talked about it and said you were really good. Uh, <laughs> Caught me off guard, but I was like, I guess, are we still doing this? <gasps> he said yes. So I went over and I ended up fucking the brother. So, yeah, I, uh, I got to fuck some brothers in college. They never talked to me ever again. Um, none of my friends knew them. They were just like this weird anonymy. And um, <laughs> I never got invited to a family reunion. So. Oh. I have a question about this because there are so <laughs> many gay siblings now. And I, I understand mm-hmm. that. Now, with, not now. <laughs> well, the, I, more of them, I guess, are coming. I don't know. But I'm just seeing it more because social media is better. But, like, so many people, I'm just like... I'm shocked at the amount of like I understand it happens with twins a lot, but it's weird to me when it's like an older brother and then the younger brother's gay and then their sister is a lesbian and it's all in one family. And I'm like, is it what's happening? What's genetics? I yeah, I mean, I um hearing that voice note uh reminds me of the fact that I saw someone called Philip today during my day. Shout out to Philip. And also Philip, shout out to your brother Craig. I'm not sure if you're both aware. But just listen back to that story and think about it. There we go. Ah! <laughs> also, you Good didn't get more British names. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I wish to say on that matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll let the listener. Uh... But but it is true. I think it is happening like more and more that you sort of have like uh, there are lots of gay brothers, right? Yeah, and I guess gay brothers with a similar well, type. Yeah, because there's this one person that I follow on Twitter who literally, like, posted his brother's OnlyFans and was like, this is his only, like, promoting his brother's OnlyFans, but was like, I had to block him because I was tired of seeing my brother's dick. Uh. (laughs) That's camp. Can you you believe? That's camp, you know. That is camp. I mean... I, I mean, live live your best life, but I would assume that if you are having to look at your own siblings' genitals, then, like, blocking them is the only solution, because they're free to live but their own life. But they're also promoting. Also, he's yeah. like, I'm, I do have a bigger social media following, so let me get you that money. Yeah, but you, do, you do a favor for your brother. I love that. All right. Yeah, I like well, that. Look Thank at that. you so much for being on this show today, Tia. What a wonderful conversation. I love you. No, oh my god, thank you so much for having me. I love both of you. We've had a camp all time. Yes, it's it's so great. I cannot wait to come back to the UK and see you. Oh yeah. Oh. When when we can all sort of like leave and get on transport and things like that, it's gonna be fabulous. Come on over, we'll have a gorge time. Yes. Where can I'm people a- find you on the internet, Tia? Um, you can find me on social media at Tia Coffee. 
Look at that. <laughs> and look also at, check out Tia's music video for Outside In. Stream the song on music platforms. It's a bibbity bobbity bop. It's it great is. to listen to. The video is stunning. And you've got oh, the voice. Okay. How amazing that you edited it. That's oh, so incredible. Kind. We've got to, you know, save, save the money where we can. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially now. Right. Well, I hope the clubs and stuff open back up for you so you can get back out there and show the world all the new costumes and talent that you have. Not that. You said all the new costumes. <laughs> Will you sing us out on a Jesse J song? May? Yeah, you said you sing the Jesse J part. Let's hear it. Oh, right. Uh, five. No, six, wow. Five, six, seven. <laughs> that was such a moment. Oh, my goodness. Put me on the spot. Um, Jesse J. I did it. Yay! Thank you so much. And if you'd like to hear more of her singing, go watch the music video. Thank you so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. Send us an email to sloppy seconds pod at gmail.com or call with a fuck talk story to 213 536 9180. Oh, you can follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball. My Twitter is Fat Drag Meatball. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. Goodbye. Can I be stump, in a music video? Stump, I've arrived. No, 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 no. Doodle, doo, doo, forever. Dog. <laughs> To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 